0: In this special Mixed Down episode of IT Visionaries, we are focusing on artificial intelligence. In the first 65 episodes of IT Visionaries, we've had on countless experts who are working with some of the most advanced AI technology in the industry, and they spilled all the cool details to us. So on this episode, you'll hear from Ali Bahoush of Sephora, who talks about the ways AI will continue to enhance customer experience. We'll listen to Maureen Allison of Johnson & Johnson discussing where AI is on the maturity curve and how far it still needs to come to be trusted in certain industries. Eric Tan of Coupa explains how AI and machine learning will better use the mass amounts of data being collected. Julian Sauvage, who works on that Salesforce Einstein team, breaks down some of the AI use cases he's seen so far. Vijay Durabla of Spark Cognition reveals the ways AI will become part of everyday life. And Andrea Brugger of United Rentals speaks from a sales perspective about the ways AI is impacting the construction industry. This podcast is sponsored by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash buildmobileapps.
1: We do believe that AI has a, a role to play. The challenge we have is, number one, overcoming all the hype And again, AI is at its nascent stage now. So it's the the majority of what you see and hear out there is, is more marketing hype than actual reality. So that's number one. But once you get over that, there's definitely tremendous potential. And the potential there is you're starting to bring higher degrees of intelligence to the types of decisions and capabilities that a machine can do now. Whether that machine is that smartphone on your on your hand. Or it could be some tablet or a screen device that's somewhere in a physical place. Or it could be a smart speaker, like uh, what we did with Google Home. So today, for example, we, we partnered with Google and we used Google Home to be an in-home assistant. And we started just with one category, which is skincare. So now when she is at home, she has Google Home on her vanity, And she's looking at herself in the mirror, and she's looking at some skin problem, whether it's a wrinkle or a pimple or whatever it is. And then she can just talk to Google Home and say, Google, get me C4 on the line. And she starts actually this live interaction with an AI-driven chatbot that actually is very intelligent, has a human-like conversation, and walks you through to understand what is the skincare you're working with. And it's not like, oh, what product do you want? No, so this is not just speech to text conversion and then you do your traditional index-based text search, keyword search, no. So what we're doing there is literally, we're trying to emulate the human conversation. So she says, get me Sephora on the line. And then here pops Emily saying, hi, my name is Emily. I'd love to help you today. And she knows that she's talking to Sarah. How are you doing, Sarah? How can I help you today? And she goes, oh my God, I just woke up this morning and see that I have these dark circles. Hmm, so are you looking for something to just deal with this immediately or are you looking for long-term treatment? Uh, I don't know, I just wanna get this done with this, I gotta rush to work. Okay, why don't you try this concealer? And when she says, why don't you try this concealer, there is a whole machine learning model there that's been learning from all the interactions you've had with Sephora what kind of skin you have, is it dry, are you mostly buying products for dry skin, oily skin, this thing, that thing. Besides, so there is a lot of stuff we can infer besides the user preferences that are explicitly shared with us, right? So just from the transactional information, just from what the user looks at and what conversations they're having in our beauty community, for example, from all of that, there is a richness of information that we learn from and that the model, the machine learning model, learns from so that when we're coming to give you a recommendation, whether it's a concealer, whether it's a foundation cream or whatever it is, it's not just this generic recommendation that's mostly biased by what some brand is trying to push or what's trending because that's not what it is. With, with the products that we deal with, it doesn't get any more personal than your skin. And my skin is unique as I am, right? And I don't want some generic recommendation. I need a recommendation that has a high probability of succeeding with me. And when that happens, and that sweet spot is hit, the residual experience is nothing short of magical.
2: And each one of our tech teams internally has a roadmap where they're looking at how to push their envelope. For me in security, you know, I keep hearing AIs on the street, but I can assure you it's not exactly where I want it for use in uh, prime time.
3: Where, Where do you want it to be?
2: Well, I'd love it to be where it was actually artificial intelligence. Today, it's a just slightly better than machine learning. Okay, so if you look at the maturity curve, AI is probably a 0.5, and we need it to be at probably a 0.6, or a 6, not a point, but a 6 on the maturity scale, especially depending upon what you're utilizing it for. In healthcare, um, we need to be sure it has to be exact. Uh, some of the stuff that um, IBM Watson has been doing is interesting but uh, not close enough to give any judgment to it. I think Jenny Rometty and her team over there is pushing the envelope, which is good to see. Uh, again, in security, I may not have to have 100% surety on some things before I take it off my network, but if it's something really important in my company, then I better make sure that I'm a little bit closer to that. But I have the ability to do that. So artificial intelligence, it sounds so good. It sounds so sexy. It's a marketing term at this point. And then when are we to the real, true intelligence? And what intelligence are we going to trust?
3: Yeah. I mean, do you think that there's kind of a potential there for kind of the bad in, bad out type of AI? Because I know one of the big concerns for a lot of the leaders that we've talked to is just not being confident enough in their data and how that if we're trying to learn from it, like we got to make sure it's good enough to begin with. Is that a concern for you?
2: Well, I think anytime you do data science or big data and you look at it, it's the, it's going to be the curation of that data to make you make sure you have the right data and, and the data is accurate. The other is that, and I'm certainly not an expert in this field, but the people that are creating the patterns and the intelligence to be the artificial intelligence, do they have any unconscious bias that they're putting into the programming? It's not that I, I trust the data more than I trust the programmer.
3: Yeah, that's a really right? good point.
2: You know, the data is going to be the data now. It may be bad programming underneath there or behind there, but at the end, the data is the data. And then it's the, how are you using it?
4: Uh, I think AI and machine learning have come a long way. Having said that, I still think it's in, it's in its infancy. If you look at the past, you know, say maybe 10 years, everyone has been focused on data, yeah. right? And without data, AI and machine learning is not going to work. But it's interesting because you know if you look again, over the past 10 years, data has evolved so much where we ha- we moved from structured data to unstructured data. We moved from big data to data lakes. Mm-hmm. Now we've got such a wealth of data that deploying technologies like AI and machine learning makes predictive capabilities so much more powerful. So I'll give you an example. Uh, at Coupa, we process about a trillion dollars worth of transactions for all our customers. Imagine deploying AI and machine learning on that wealth of information. You'll be able to tell stories around how before you even know what you want, you'll be able to tell stories on how your employees are buying. You'll be able to tell stories about opportunities on, hey, maybe here's a smarter way to source a particular product for your company because you know what? We're buying it from 10 different vendors. And you could actually, if you bought it from this one vendor, you could actually have it at a, at a better rate. And we consolidate all of those purchasing power. So I think it's, you know, that there is a huge upside and opportunity there. You know, I think outside of, you know, Coupa and Coupa program, we're also investing some resources and time exploring AI and machine learning in selected areas at Koopa one area in particular that i'm pretty excited about and i've seen the technology evolve significantly over the past few years is conversational bots mm-hmm. uh, ai conversational bots and there are several you know companies that they are doing it really well google is one of them but i've seen the technology evolve from i'm going to date myself but dra- <laughs> dragon speak easy was you know the the product from 20 30 years ago and and i'm seeing that now come to fruition whereby you actually engage with a bot to solve a particular problem and it's 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 a natural conversation that you're having with this bot to help say solve tickets help desk tickets it's a yeah. great use case and when i you know was looking at the analysis that the ai and machine learning was was doing they could actually better than a human tell you hey here's where majority of your cases are coming from, right? It's not just password resets, but password resets specific to this application. And here's how I'm deflecting or responding to those tickets. I think that's pretty powerful Yeah, because you extrapolate that and think about it solving problems that you have in China, in India, where the, the questions are coming in in a different language. These bots are equipped to solve those problems. So I think that's an area that you know, I'm pretty interested in. And I think that there are opportunities there for Coupa or other other companies to invest in. I think we like to kind of
5: break things out with kind of four main benefit statements when it comes to AI and when it comes to use cases around AI. We always talk about discover, predict, recommend, and automate. And I'll give you examples of what that means. So discover is, uh, you can... Discover hidden patterns in your data. For example, uh, you can use like sentiment data or survey data to kind of know what drives a CSAT for your customer. Predict is one of the core things of AI and of machine learning. For example, you can predict what leads or what opportunities or what accounts will convert if you're into uh, more like sales force automation. Recommend is is another big one for us too. You can recommend the next best action, the next best engagement, the next best offer to people. So you can think about like the way Amazon does for consumer, but same for businesses. And the last one is automate. You can automate a bunch of things with workflows and with AI. And I think voice is a good example of that. So I think if we think about use cases, we at Salesforce want to remain really attached to the main CRM use cases and our the core buyers and users right Um, so mostly things around sales service marketing uh, lines of businesses and then you can have you have a myriad of use cases for each of those lobs so for sales einstein can help sales reps know what opportunities to go after or inside sales teams know what leads to go after for service we can help agents better be better at their jobs and be more productive and, uh, and more proactive about their interaction and their interactions with their customers. And for marketing people, we basically help them create one-on-one journeys so that they can better connect with their own customers. So there's really an unlimited number of use cases, but we try to apply those to the major lines of businesses of existing Salesforce users and customers. You know, Einstein
3: is, is really interesting and it's something that we've looked a lot at you know here at here at the mission because it's such an interesting product that is enhancing like the entire product suite at salesforce which i think is super fascinating that it is you know kind of this product within the products can you describe like how did this come about why is this so important and how has this enhanced the
5: things that the other products are already doing I think it has to do with there's AI, the jury is still out on AI somehow, like as even your questions are like, tell me the use cases, tell me the, the gaps when it comes to data. And we kind of believe that people don't buy AI just for the sake of AI. People buy CRM. And they want their CRM to be smart. They want their CRM to be automated, to be intelligent, and they want that to be AI powered. And that is why we believe that putting Each and every Einstein product into the existing CRM suite is what will boost adoption and make customers successful.
1: I'm predicting the next five to 10 years, we're not even going to talk about AI. You know, AI will find its way and is finding its way in sort of the fabric of corporations and companies and the way we we operate. Imagine this, right? Uh, Even like a decade ago, things that we're doing on our smartphone were not even imaginable. Right with the ad- advent of the iPhone and with the next generation sort of wireless technologies, companies like Uber and companies like Facebook and Dropbox and all these companies, the web skill companies are built, you know, on top of these foundational sort of technologies, right? Uh, be it the 4G in the wireless sector and the cloud, as well as the innovation of the hardware on the mobile side.
6: I'll speak on the on the sales side where we see. AI in two different places, right? There's a guiding selling perspective, right? So as we're interacting with our customers, you know, how do we make sure that whether it's what they're ordering and what else do they need, right? There's a lot of our equipment that have different attachments and things. Are we making sure that we're asking those right questions? Um, are we really helping solve, make sure they have everything on the, need, on the job they need to do the job right? There's also the piece of, you know, how do we make sure from a sales perspective that we're getting to the right customer with the right message and the right time? And so using AI in that way to make us smarter about how we're going to market and how we're serving our customers. Um, I think then there's there's a lot more from the technology side, from the customers of what what you can do with telematics on the equipment and that yeah. data and driving that, that productivity. So this is an area where, you know, big data and there's lots of data coming from, from both sides of our working with our customers and with our equipment that we've got to unlock the code of, of what we want to deliver there.
0: Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce. IT Visionaries is brought to you by the Lightning Platform by Salesforce. Salesforce just introduced the Lightning Platform Mobile, the low-code mobile app development platform that empowers anyone to easily build, publish, and manage AI-powered mobile apps for employees and for customers. Find out more at salesforce.com slash buildmobileapps.